As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com. Hope you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers the way tire buying should be. Welcome in. Oh, I love it. Derek Carr. I, I, I would have played for no money when I was it. I just wanted to play in front of the fans in Las Vegas. Mm. So you... Three months later, four months later, said you would have played for no five, six months later, but you didn't tell anybody at the time. Well, I kept that one to myself. We'll talk Derek Carr upcoming top of next hour. Um, I want to dive into quite a meaty topic, but it's not really as meaty as it's made out to be. We live in a world <coughs> where what happened in politics has happened in sports. And by mean happened in politics, we all know what happened, right? Um, Somebody came up with the idea, hey, if we put people on TV and pit them in completely polar opposite sides, and oh yeah, by the way, we can do a split screen, so not only can they argue with each other, but we can see their arguments for arguing with each other. And oh yeah, by the way, in... Uh, In politics, we call one side the left, one side the right, and then we can put them on TV to match the left and the right. We can create arguments that don't really truly exist. It's not that there's not two sides to these discussions. 
Hey, that's not it. It's not that there's not a one completely polar opposite view from the other. It's just most of us don't live in those polar opposites. And so um, I actually know a couple of people who, I don't know if they came up with the idea, but they decided to take the idea and bring it to sports. And it, uh, it, it, it works clearly as there's a show on each network that pits guys against one another and gives them a completely different point of view and gives them the forum to share that point of view. That's where we are. That's where, that's where sports on TV is. And everybody knows it. So Lance Armstrong, and it's, I feel like when I hear Lance Armstrong, it's like in uh, uh, Star Wars A New Hope. That's a name I haven't heard in, a long, in such a long time, right? Lance Armstrong posted a video on his social media stating that he was on his way to meet Caitlyn Jenner about trans athletes. Then he got bombarded with responses calling him a hypocrite that he has no right to talk about fairness. Uh, Responding to his critics of his video, he replied with a tweet. Here's the tweet. Is there a world in which one can be supportive of the transgender community and curious about the fairness of trans athletes in a sport yet not to be labeled a in a sport yet not to be labeled a transphobe or a bigot as we ask questions? Do we yet know the answers? Do we even want to know the answers? He went on and added, have we really come to a time where the place where to, a, a, a time and place where spirited debate is not only frowned upon, but feared? So here's let's have the discussion. Because I, I honestly believe and I could be wrong. And what you have here is you have four parents. Right? I'm a dad, two girls a boy um ramos is a dad he's got three kids two boys and a daughter um dan Bayer has a young son and jason stewart has a son as well so and different ages different places in life we've all lived in that we also we also come from very different i think political backgrounds i may be speaking out of turn but i feel like I know we're a couple of and it's not always the same place where we come at things from. But I guess my issue is and I, I totally understand you're like Lance Armstrong talking about fairness in sports. I really. But then you start to realize, well, no guy can talk about fairness and cheating in sports more than Lance Armstrong, who's synonymous with denying fairness and cheating in sports. Additionally. Now, look, there were two different there's two different types of doping that take place in the world of cycling. One is EPO. That is a medication that allows your your blood to carry far more oxygen than it normally should. But there's also the use of uh, testosterone and for lack of a better. You know, there's other different forms, human growth hormone, testosterone, but things that men produce in certain amounts based upon where they are in life and women produce estrogen. So if there's ever a guy that's qualified to talk about cheating in sports and, and, and he's come clean about it, I, I guess he is the guy. But what we do now is we, we don't actually, ha- we're not capable of having conversations. We're just capable of shouting at each other and walking away even more upset. So 
Look, I don't view this as brave in any way, but there'll be people that say it's brave um, by just having this discussion. I've told you I'm a, a radical centrist for the longest time, and this is the perfect example of where I reside that I think most of America actually resides. You know? I, I, I have zero... I've, I have friends who are uh, LGBTQ+. Plus. It's not anything that I am not supportive of. Um, I would tell you that as a parent, in terms of being transgender and having gender reassignment, I do think that's an adult decision, not a decision you, ch- you should make before you're an adult. I just do. That's my feeling. But I can, I'm actually with Lance Armstrong. I find myself like, I'm not with Lance Armstrong in terms of how he lied about his cycling career. But can't I be supportive of, of freedoms of gay and lesbian transgender people and say, how are you going to compete against a biological woman? That's, there's a reason that we drug test male and female athletes and measure their testosterone use, right? So I don't actually think it's all of that. I, I think this is an argument that is frankly created by politicians to be used as a weapon when elections come around. Because most of us, frankly, sit in that same spot. We're like, I'm not actually bothered by, I'm not homophobic in any way. And in terms of gender reassignment, like if you're an adult, like I, I can't tell you that I have, that's your body. You want to, I, I think that falls in line with many of my other beliefs. I would push back on if you're a, if you're not a, if you're not an adult. And I would really push back on the idea that you compete against biological women. And even though I don't agree with, on other policies that some people in Congress have promoted this, it is a fair question. Like if your, if your sex at birth doesn't matter, why do we have women's sports then? Why do we measure the levels of testosterone in women and in men, frankly? Mega Rapino, Sue Bird, and uh, Becky Sauerbrunn, two, three, Fantastic athletes in their own right. We're among 40 professional Olympic and Paralympic athletes who co-signed a letter to Houston lawmakers in opposition of the Protection of Girls and Women's Sports Act. The statement says we believe in gender equity in sports is critical, which is why we urge policymakers to turn their attention and effort to the causes of women athletes been fighting for decades, including equal pay, the the end of abuse and mistreatment, and even... Uh, uneven implementation of Title IX and a lack of access and equity for girls of colors and girls with disability, only to name a few. Our deepest hope is that transgender and intersex kids will not never have to feel isolation, exclusion. Other than that, H.R. 734 is seeking to enshrine it into law. The letter reads, well, th- there's a lot there to unpack. Okay. The equal pay idea I mean, we've, we've, we've discussed before, again, I think most people sit in the middle on that one, right? Is if you're in the professional sports world, you receive whatever you're able to negotiate. That's it. 
Whatever you're able to negotiate, whatever you're able to leverage, that's what you will receive. And there's a percentage of the profits that you can make. And if you don't like that negotiation, by all means, hold out, lock out. You negotiated. We got nothing. We as the public got nothing to do with it. Um, Of course, you want the end of abuse and mistreatment. Of course. And lack of access and equity for girls of color and girls with disability. Absolutely. Who's not for that? But the problem is you're clumping all of these other issues in with something that, by the way, can limit the access, can limit the fairness, can limit a lot of different things because you're granting access to transgender athletes who are biological men until the time of their reassignment. I actually think that the the more noise there is, it's because and the more pointing at Lance Armstrong there is, it's because there's no real substance to fall back on. Like even in this statement, what is the real substantive argument for a biological man who goes through gender reassignment competing against women? There is no argument there. If somebody can present an argument, I'm actually somebody who's willing to listen. But the problem is that a good portion of people aren't willing to listen. They just want to shout and point out that Lance Armstrong cheated. He did. He cheated. He's been disgraced. He's lost money. He's lost. He lost his marriage. He's lost any sort of credibility. He was in the conversation of the most popular athlete in the United States. And now he is one of the most hated. All of that is documented. But is he wrong? Jay Stu, is he wrong? Is he wrong to in, in the way in which he went about this? Is it is his name too sullied to even be a part of this conversation? Isn't that what the, the political discourse has become? I mean, take it away from sports here. Like attacking the messenger is a great way to not answer the question. That that's what politics has become too. Call someone a hypocrite and they are excused from the conversation. As long as they're a hypocrite, they can't have valid points. Um, Lance Armstrong just raises some very like viable questions here. And I agree with your viewpoint. Who could be better qualified to talk about lack of fairness or even cheating than the, the world's most, I guess, famous cheater? Yeah, the two, the two most famous cheaters in the history of sports are Barry Bonds, and Lance Armstrong, and I think, you know, you could throw Roger Clement, but like maybe Ben Johnson in there as well, but we haven't seen or heard from him, and he's, he's not an American athlete, right? But in American sports, I would say Barry Bonds and Lance Armstrong. By am I wrong in those two names? Would there be anybody else you would throw into that, that group of... Did you say Mark McGuire? Did you? I did not. Okay. I did not. That's a good one. Um, I, I think Bonds is name is bigger because he's never come clean and because he holds the single season and career home runs marks. Um, but Mark McGuire is definitely Mark McGuire is in that Sammy Sosa, Roger Clemens, other baseball guys that, but he's the only one who's come clean of them. Uh, only ones come clean. Ramos, how about you? Where are you when you hear this? You're a guy who, um, you, you coach, as you, you said, I, if there's one thing I would do outside of what I do for work, it would be coaching girls softball. You'd love it. What do you think of the positioning of all of these arguments? Um, I, I do believe that, uh, 
Ramos's mic's not working. I'm about to, I had I turned I turned on Jason's mic. Um, I do believe that um, uh, that the women's sports that that should be for for girls for for women. I I don't think they should be able you be you should be, I think you should be able to be a transgender person if you'd like to be if that's the way you feel. I do think there's a guideline or or in in being able to play into the women's sport. Um, so that's that's where I would say my my thought pattern lies. Bye. You want to get in this? Are you gonna you gonna you gonna you gonna stay? Out? No, I just I, I honestly, Doug, I, and you said a lot there. I don't think that anything that I could say adds to it. Okay, it's fair. Yeah, it's I mean, I agree with and, you. I, I just I think if me just adding on is is just I, I don't disagree with anything you you said to that. There's not any point that I thought that you missed, and I'm with John in, in that. I, I I actually I'm actually kind of searching for what I'm missing. You ever you ever get to that? Like you're like I'm missing something. You know, it's like when you're pulling away from the house and you're like I got my keys, I got my I got my phone. Okay, I got water, I'm dressed, I'm I'm missing something, right? And I feel like with this like what am I missing? What am I missing? I watched this uh documentary and I know by saying that I watched this this is a a a drastic political stance I guess that I'm taking, but I'm not, I'm not political but matt walsh produced this extremely provocative popular documentary um it's called what is a woman and they spend a good 30 minutes on this doug and i recommend you watch it first of all but to paraphrase what the the argument that you're searching for here is to paraphrase what the other side's argument is is that there are not a lot of examples of um, transgender males dominating, humiliating females in their sports. There just aren't a lot of examples. That's what the counterpoint is. That that point is overblown by the side that does not want transgender people in sports. I, I would actually, I would actually agree with that. There isn't. This is a very, very, very small fraction of people. Um. And the idea is, hey, we want to protect everybody's rights, even, you know, even the smallest fraction of people, which I, I genuinely agree with. And but, you know, it's one of those I do think that we don't have to have congressional hearings about it if we just go like, hey, we're completely accepting of if you want if you're an adult, you want gender reassignment surgery like listen, that's that is your, in fact, prerogative. But hey, there's just this one thing. <laughs> I mean, there's what's the uh, Samanya, the the runner, right, who has, you know, forever been accused of of having too much testosterone, Samana, whatever, international runner. And I mean, wh- why? I, I just I feel like I got to be missing something here because I can remember having conversations with my late father because he's, you know, from that old generation and i would just say like listen dad like do you think anybody chooses to be gay of course not you know nobody chooses to sit down with their parents and say listen i you know i i don't know if you've known this or whatever but this is my sexual preference i don't think even if even if your sexual preference is the other sex right those aren't conversations that most people have let alone if you're if you're homosexual. So I, I do, I don't believe it's a choice. I do believe you're born with those feelings. I, I can't say that I know what it's like to be born. Somebody who you think you're, you know, you should have a different body. 
but I can be understanding of that. But there's a difference between, and this is, this is a generational thing that I think, Jay, you have an old enough son. Ramos, yours are still a little bit young. Mine are, you know, because I, I got two 17-year-olds and a 14-year-old son. I think they're a, li- they're a little bit in this. But he, here is the generational switch between our generation and the younger generation. And, and you guys tell me if I'm off. Is they're the generation that it's, it's not enough to be heard. Hey, we want to be heard. We want our, our thoughts, our feelings to be validated. But they feel like it's, they're only heard or validated if they're agreed with. And that's not actually hearing or validating feelings. That may be your feeling. Here's the reality or here's the way that I'm going to go. Because that, that's, that this is the argument that I have in my own home. Which is like, no, Dad, you're not hearing me. No, no, I'm hearing you. I'm just the adult and I pay the money. I make the decisions. I'm going a different way with it. It's not that I don't hear with you. It's not that I don't think you make valid points, but I've lived longer on this earth and I've obtained the rights to make this decision. That's the decision I make. Yeah, hearing me. I'm hearing. That's the difference. And I think that applies to this. Hey, I hear you on, on how you view it. I'm telling you the reality to it is we got to have some sort of differentiator between boys and girls sports. And what that differentiator is, I guess is being discussed, but I don't actually think there's a lot of validity or I can't, I haven't, there hasn't been an argument made other than the feelings of people who are transgender. And that one, I, I can't really help you with because there were, I deal in reality. Give me your thoughts. It's it really should be a conversation, not a Lance Armstrong tweets out a video and oh yeah, by the way, Lance Armstrong's an a-hole. All that could be true. He treated people poorly, he lied about it, he used cancer as a no one would ever cheat after they had cancer. All of the worst things. All true. But I mean, if we're talking about cheating in sports or, you know, or the use of testosterone in sports, is there a better guy? I I don't think so. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. 
a brand new show from my heart podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun hear about michael buble's entrance into show business and get business insight from mark burnett find out what scares my son-in-law jason bateman and discover the bragging rights that come with beating michael jordan at golf together we know just about everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Middlecoff joins us here in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, What do you make of Derek Carr and uh, his... Man, I just wanted to play those last two games in Vegas for the fans. Uh, what, what do you make of Derek Carr, who's kind of venting his frustrations, especially with how it ended? Well, you know, I, I vehemently supported that I thought it was an embarrassment to – listen, guys get benched. It, it's pro sports. I, I got – welcome to life. You know, Peyton Manning, remember that year when his, they ironically won the Super Bowl, but, you know, quote-unquote kind of got benched there to take a breather. It, it happens to everybody. But then rumors and stories came out that it was Derek's choosing to go away. Uh, listen, I've spent time around the Raiders. There's always weird stuff going on. Uh, I think Josh McDaniel's history uh, when he was a head coach, you know, was not pretty. It, it, it was just, to me, it was a very, very just clunky situation. I mean, I mean, look at the Colts, for example. Matt Ryan came, got benched, and you just, Stay around. <laughs> it's, it's just, these are grown-ups. So I, whoever was to blame, I mean, I, the Raiders pushed it out pretty hard that Derek was the one that chose to go away. If that's true, that's pretty bad. If the Raiders sent him away, I think that's pretty embarrassing. I, I think that's just one of those situations that's kind of, you know, emblematic of the whole operation over the last 20 years. It's just that's not something you do, you know. I, I don't care how well a guy or how poor a guy is playing. Yeah, I just I he, okay. Here's the sound. He was talking with uh, uh, Anthony Galavis of the Fresno Bee. Take a look. I was, for lack of a better term, I was very upset. I was I was mad. You know, for you, know, you, you spend nine years in a place. You, you know, you have all the records. You can play at a high level, and uh, for for something to get in the way, whether it was whatever reason, you know, money related or whatever, you know, injury related, you know, I would have said I, I don't even want the money just to play two more times in front of our fans, you know. And uh, I didn't get that opportunity. So, 
it definitely lit a fire inside me to keep going. I mean, I, I, do you really think he would have gone like, yeah, you know, listen, I know that if I get hurt, that I'm guaranteed, you know, in into nine figures or no, in eight figures, excuse me. But I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on that one and just play, you know, play for what what I'm normally playing. Wait, well, that's what that's why the, you know the whole all the conversation like that that's not realistic. That, that, that's where I, I do support benching a guy for poor play, and you know Derek's been in the league long enough. The guys get cut, guys get traded. Like that, that's not the way the world works. And listen. This is a massive year for that guy because, like, he just mentioned that. Like, I hold all their records. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the game's a little inflated. Like, Rich Gannon won an MVP to the team Super Bowl. Kenny Stabler, I mean, is one of the most legendary athletes in the history of the sport. So it's like you're not better than those guys. And I think what makes guys like him so polarizing is he's a starting quarterback. But is he good enough to win on a yearly basis? And, you know, with the Raiders. No! Here's the answer, no! Oh, Derek Carr has never been that good. He just hasn't. I'm so like I'm not slandering Derek Carr. If you actually people actually watched the game last year, he wasn't good. It was terrible. I mean, it was bad. Last year he was horrendous, and it's like this year it's like he has played better football than last year. So can he function with the Saints, or is he just going to go down as one of those guys that made a couple hundred million dollars and never won a meaningful game? I I I think the 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 latter, not the former. You know, because the one thing the one thing like Dak and Cousins is kind of a group he's in. Yeah. Those guys, I mean, pretty consistently win double digit games, right? They don't win the playoffs, but you know, you're going to be. Well, he got the pass because of the Raiders, right? He's he actually got the pass. Well, they're bad. Ah, it's the Raiders. They're a mess. Well, exactly. And, I, and in fairness, I say that sometimes too. But this year, there's going to be no excuse, especially when you factor in how bad the division is. If the Saints don't win the division this year. And he plays poorly. I mean, we're going to be looking at a guy that's probably destined to be a backup quarterback here pretty soon. I, I, I completely, completely agree. I just love the. I, I do. You know, it was about money. I, they just asked me like, I don't want money. Like, come on, dude, stop. Um, the other one that I, I find to be kind of funny is this: the Jets are going to be on hard knocks, and they acted like they didn't want to be on hard knocks. But the Jets are the perfect team for hard knocks, aren't they? Well, they are. I, my take on this whole Hard Knocks thing is every show we've ever watched, you know, on television, I don't care whether it's HBO, whether it's ABC, CBS, they always come to an end. I, I, I think it's just time. I mean, I, I think Hard Knocks, especially now all these franchises, like I, I watched the Hard Knocks. The Jets hosted it on their website. It'd be one thing if, you know, back in the day, I would say the 2000s, you'd get those raw and real, um, you know, like coaches meetings with the GM where they'd just be crushing guys and be like, this is incredible. And then as social media grew, those those days just stopped. And now it's like the, the team, even if you don't want to be on it, you still get final say of what comes out. It's pretty crappy. I mean, it will be entertaining because Rodgers. But I, I just think the show – has run its course. I honestly don't think it's needed. So many of these teams now produce their own version of this on the website, which are essentially what we end up getting on the television. So uh, I vote end this show. End the show. Yeah, I, I, I it's like the last. In, it's like the last independent reality show. Otherwise, I mean, it's, but it's not, complete, but it's so, complete it's so, propaganda from these teams. It's, it's so water. But I'm saying the difference that if I go to the Jets website and watch like their 40-minute special of the offseason with Rodgers and the draft, and I watch Hard Knocks, it's really no different except they're allowed to cuss. 
Like, it's all propaganda either way. If it was still what it was back in the day, I'd be all for it. But those days are just so long gone. I mean, we don't get any good. I, I, I don't. And listen, maybe I'm too close to the sun. I don't find it very good anymore. Um, I want to ask you about a team that we talked about a ton the past three off seasons, and now no one says a word about. Literally no one says a word about. How good are the Browns going to be? I think the, they got one of the great wild cards in the history of sports with $230 million coming to them. Or maybe it's 229 now because they paid a million last year. I mean, is this guy you, – you and I, I think, were probably more negative – in terms of people anointed him to be like some superstar. It's like, yeah, good player, but his best year happened. Remember, they were terrible when he put up all the stats. And last year, you know, I think it's easy to go kind of give him a pass, not with his actions with the massage therapist, but with this play, because I think he's, he hasn't played a full season since 2020. So there is a ton of pressure to me on the quarterback. I mean, obviously, if it fails, the coach will get fired or whatever, but it's kind of it's Deshaun Watson. If he's a solid player, they should be pretty good. I mean, they have a lot of talent, right? I mean, they got a really good running back. They got a really good offensive line. They got one of the best pass rushers in the league. They have impact players. But if he is, even if he's a little better than last year, but in that world, they're screwed because he was, I mean, he was horrendous. He really was pretty bad. Russell Wilson got, Dragged through the mud, and rightfully so, for how poor his play was. Deshaun Watson, just on the, that four or five game basis, was worse. Isn't it amazing, though, that we, we don't talk about them at all? Whereas when they had Baker, we couldn't stop talking about him. Then he signs, the, then he signs there, we can't stop talking about him. Now it's like they don't even exist. I, I think it's kind of, we've kind of put them back in their place. Because for a long time, they, they were, right, for about 15 years, once they came back into existence, they, they were pretty irrelevant. For a long period of time, they weren't winning. Uh, they obviously the you know the Steelers and the Ravens always won, and even the Bengals had moments with Marvin Lewis. And now again, I I w- I haven't really thought about it, but I'm probably going to pick them to come in last. I mean, who who are they better than in that division? Well, it's an incredible division too. I mean, we don't know. Kenny Pickett takes another step. We think we know who Cincinnati is now, right? Baltimore, we don't know what they'll look like, but we know they have some pieces that makes you think, and they have a a consistency of success within that franchise, sure. which is which is kind of fascinating, fascinating to watch. Um, I, I think the Steel, I think the Steelers are going to be pretty solid, just because Kenny can just kind of be what Mac Jones was a couple years ago. They have good pieces. Their defense is going to be good. They, they just kind of know their identity. To me, the Ravens, and you and I have talked about this, are, are they just going to throw it all over the yard? Is that going to work? I mean, time will tell. Yeah, that one, that does not seem like a plan. On the other hand, you know, when he was at Georgia as an offense coordinator, he, you know, with, with not nearly the level of athletic talent, he had his quarterback on design runs. I would expect to see some. He's a good, no, he's, he's a good coach. He's definitely a good coach. It's just going to be, can they? kind of transition to what the way they've talked about it. Now, sometimes right. coaches talk different yes. than they act, so time will go. Rosillo has a great he, – he had a great point that I've, I've used time and again, and his, his thing is, like, this is like the de- new defensive coordinator always says, like, we're going to apply more pressure, right? And if by 2023, when football has been around 100 years, if every defensive coordinator says we're going to apply more pressure, well, then if they actually meant it, they would blitz every down. Right. But so every coach this time of year says we're going to throw it more and every defense says we're going to be more aggressive. And then the reality comes into play. It'll be really interesting 
with uh, with the Ravens to see what they. I'll give you one other team I'm interested in. Everyone talked about the Russell Wilson uh, slide board workout and how he works last week. What does that team actually look like to you? Well, to me, their head their head coach he flexed his muscles immediately in free agency, and they gave McGlinchey fifty million dollars. They gave the guards from the Ravens, I think, thirty. I mean, they. I think both those guys are fringe starters. You know, in terms of what they're being paid, it's pretty crazy. So, you know, I, I think a lot of people, oh, they shirt up their offensive line. Yeah, it was kind of average players. You know, I mean, the 49ers, I, I think, have been thinking about replacing McGlinchey for a couple of years. It's just finally they just let him walk because there's no way they were going to pay it. And the Ravens are king of that, letting guys walk. So, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I I think it's easy to be like, well, we're going to get that. I, Tower keeps saying that Sean Payton's going to get Russell back to doing what Russell does, right, running around. Well, I thought the big thing was Russell wanted no part of that. So now he just has completely clicked his mind away from doing that, and now he's just going to embrace it again because he doesn't obviously need the money. He got another massive contract. And what if he can't really move quite like he once did? It's one thing to do that little drill where he's sliding back and forth, but like legitimately run away from, you know, Max Crosby or Joey Bosa. What if he's not quite as fast anymore? And we know Sean Payton had a ton of success with a Hall of Fame quarterback, but that guy did not move, right? He was Drew, – Drew Brees is an old-school pocket quarterback, moves within a couple-yard radius. He plays a lot. Russell's game in his heyday for that four- or five-year run after the defense kind of dropped off was all kind of freelancing. And I, I just – I'm probably going to bet against it, honestly. And I know – I think Sean Payton's a good coach. And I thought Russell in his heyday was an awesome freelance player, but I don't know, man. I, I, I don't really see it. All right, three and out, poolside with, uh, with John Middlecoff, available wherever you download podcasts. John, you're great stuff, man. Thanks for joining us. Happy 4th. See you. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Buble's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including 
sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver Airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Dennis Robin did something he did when he was a player, uh, and I think People forgot how it worked out when he was a player, but we'll get to that upcoming. Game Time is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Let's get to a game. Game Time! This is Game Time. It's Game Time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Tuesday's Rankum, is that right? Right. We're about to find out, Doug. The game today is... Rank them. Yes. Rank them. There it is. Doug, rank the three biggest names to watch during NBA free agency. Mm. Great question. I'm going to go with uh, three is Draymond Green. Um, two is... Man, guys, they're actual free agents that, you know, I guess Draymond could be two. Uh, Kyrie's going to be number one. Uh, oh, oh, I, I know. I'm going to go uh, James Harden, two. Okay. James Harden, two. Kyrie, one. All righty, Doug, rank your top three Raiders quarterbacks of all time. It Raiders. <laughs> You got Derek Carr, Kenny Stabler, Rich Gannon, Jim Plunkett. Jim Plunkett at uh, three. The Snake, Kenny Stabler at two. And Rich Gannon at one. Oh, wow. He was the league MVP. And I I like Rich. I mean, Kenny's more kind of synonymous with the team, but I'm going to go. And the other two won Super Bowls. Rich Gannon did not. I'll go Rich Gannon one, though. He's the MVP. Derek Carr is the all-time passing leader uh, in yardage and touchdowns for the Raiders franchise. Different eras, though. Different Different eras. Different eras. All right, Doug, rank your top three things that have happened in baseball this season. This is kind of a topic Mike Harmon and I touched on. We didn't rank things, but we're just kind of in amazement at at how many things have happened in baseball this year, whether it be pitch clock and the bigger bases, whether it be the Rays 13-0 start, Ellie De La Cruz and the Reds. I mean, that's incredible. I'm going to go the Mets disaster at three. Okay. 
Um, Shohei's his his dominance in a contract year, right? Come, I mean, completely and utterly dominant. And then the rule changes are number one. All right. It's I, I know I could break down the individual rule changes, but I'll just lump them all together. The rule changes have dramatically changed the watchability, likability, pace of play, everything. And the style of, of baseball is different because of the rules. Now I'm going to have to lean heavily on uh, you for this one, and you will not be able to lean on John Ramos and myself. Rank your top three alcoholic drinks to have at a sporting event. This on the heels of the story we mentioned earlier, how the summer games in Paris will have very limited alcohol uh, purchase availability during those games. Your top three to have at a sporting event. In America or overseas? Anytime. Anywhere. Well, it's different, right? Because, you know, like, I do feel like American beer, I don't know if I'd want a Heineken. I'm not a big Heineken guy. Okay, I'll go uh, Moscow Mule 3. Pim's Cup, that's famous for Wimbledon. Pim's Cup are incredible. Pim's Cup at two, and then a cold beer at one. Mm, cold beer at the old ball game. Cold beer ball game. What do they have at the Derby? Is that like a mint julep? Uh, Is yeah, that? mint julep, yes. It's yes. just lots of lots of bourbon and then just a little mint in it. And that's game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time. I just Doug learned Gottlieb Discover Show. credit cards are something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned doubled. Cash back from trips, restaurants, all doubled. See, see terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. All right. Coming up next from the Tyrac.com studios, Dennis Robin takes a second shot at Larry Bird. When was the first? I'll tell you next in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who was called Mal Evans, who was on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.